0: Chicken. This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 953 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend, and Warsaw? R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Don't forget, you can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. Let's see. What do we have coming up today? Uh, Gretchen Whitmer versus voter fraud reform. We've got that. A police chief was fired because his wife supports President Trump. And we're learning more about the mayor responsible for firing him. And a Chinese dissident predicted the Hunter Biden fiasco back in September. So that... Is interesting. We got a lot of stuff to cover today. We've got, <laughs> we've got several members of the Ministry of Truth um, not figuring out exactly how to how to do things on Zoom and various other things. We'll get to all of that as well. I hope you had a great weekend. Thank you for joining us. Uh, first and foremost, I guess that we need to we need to touch base on the Hunter Biden situation. Now, again, last week. What I felt was imperative to go ahead and get through to people is when you talk about this, and I've just, as I've grown older and I've fought with idiots long enough, I've just kind of established that if we're going to have a discussion about something, why waste your time if you can't agree on the basic fundamentals of a topic? There's no reason even continuing to discuss it. Because the other person is just not going to be willing to listen. That's that confirmation bias that they have. And they're just not going to be willing to. Well, they're not even going to be open uh, to factual information or any of that stuff. And I've talked about this for a long time. Man-made I mean, global warming, all of this other stuff, but we have to talk about it about the Hunter Biden thing. So here's your your fundamental basics on this. The laptop is Hunter Biden's. It wasn't stolen. It wasn't hacked into the documents on the laptop are Hunter Biden's. The laptop belonged to Hunter Biden. We've got the person who is doing the repair, getting a phone call from Hunter Biden's lawyer saying, can I have my client's hard drive back? And we have a follow up email confirming that phone. You're not going to be asking for your client's property back if it doesn't actually belong to your client. Whether or not this involves Russian intelligence, which there at this point, there isn't any credible information of, and we'll get into that here in a second. But whether or not this involves a foreign intelligence company or bureaucracy or agency, whatever you want to call it, that doesn't matter. Are the documents accurate? Are they factual? Are they authentic? Everything that we have about the Hunter Biden stuff. Says it's authentic and it's true. Now, with that, does that mean Hunter Biden broke any laws? The answer to that is we don't know. And I told you last week, right out, actually, it was uh, Friday, right at the end of the show. So I told everybody at Noise, I didn't tell you. The FBI's top child pornography agent is now investigating the Hunter Biden story. There were rumors a couple of days before that, that some of the material on Hunter Biden's laptop was extremely questionable. Now, some people will say that this doesn't affect Joe Biden because Hunter Biden is not Joe Biden. Well, for some stuff, sure. For other stuff, that's not the case. I, when I go over just a basic timeline of things, People who don't know a lot about this, people who don't really have a dog in the fight, hear it and they go, whoa, that doesn't sound right. And I I agree with that. So you have to agree on the basic fundamentals here. Joe Biden and Biden have been accused of crimes in two cases from the Ukraine. Joe Biden has been mentioned in a third, but he's not been implicated. That is critical. We have a treaty with the Ukrainians. We have a presidential candidate who right now, if you look at the polls and you believe the polls, is the runner? who has been accused of crime by another country, whose son has a lot of questionable business dealing overseas in which there is a fair amount of evidence that Joe Biden may have leveraged his position as vice president to help Hunter Biden with those business dealings, which again... The Democrats have spent five years telling us disqualifies you from the White House. Yeah, they they make the rules. This is important. They make the rules, but they can almost never play by them. So is Hunter Biden guilty of anything? The answer is, I don't know, and neither does anybody else. It's being investigated. However, there are some very serious questions about Hunter Biden, Potentially in in illegal behavior, not illegal behavior, unethical behavior. Now that goes right into the vice president, Joe Biden's office when he was still in office. That's where things get real interesting. You know, I always mention the uh, the basic timeline here, and I'm just going to do it again because there's a lot. I'm building the Hunter Biden timeline right now, and it is huge. There's so many things that you could add to it. So you've got, um, April, 2014, April, 2014, Devin Archer, who is Hunter Biden's business partner with Rosemont Seneca has a private meeting vice president, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden's dad. So Joe Biden, Devin Archer have a private meeting again. That is in April of 2014. Now, Devin Archer had just joined the board of Burisma. So Devin Archer joins the board of Burisma then has a private meeting with his business partner's dad, the vice president. The next month, Hunter Biden joins the board of Burisma. Now, again, is anything illegal about that? No, not necessarily, but it raised immediate red flags within the Obama administration and U.S. media. And it also happened right after Joe Biden had a meeting with Hunter Biden's business partner. Now, this is critical because Joe Biden has said he never discussed any of this with his son. His son disputes that. Now, is that important? It depends. It depends on what was discussed. That same month that Hunter Biden joined Burisma, May of 2014, Barisma sends him an email they copy his business partner, Devin Archer, on that email. And they say, you're here to use your name. I'm paraphrasing. You're here to use your name and your influence to help Burisma. That's what you're here to do. Flash forward. December uh, 2019, I believe it was. No, maybe 15. I had to go. No, 2015. Excuse me. December 2015. Burisma sends another email to Hunter Biden saying, you are expected to give us certain deliverables up, up and, in, and including getting these investigations into our founder of Burisma dropped. And that's exactly what happened a few months later when Joe Biden withheld a billion dollars in aid from Ukraine, unless they fired Victor Shokin, the prosecutor general. Shokin has testified in court. He was targeting Hunter Biden for criminal enterprise now this is all critical because the ukraine says part of that scheme that involves hunter biden and burisma includes money laundering which benefited directly and financially joe biden there's some business dealings with the communist chinese in which joe biden may be getting 10 percent of a chinese business Uh, which may have been nefarious, and there's just a whole host of things. You have to understand, politicians get rich in office. Everybody knows that politicians get rich in office. How they get rich in office oftentimes crosses an ethical line. When it crosses that ethical line with, oh, I don't know, the communist regime in China, you start to have some extra reservations about some of those business dealings. And I do, I want to make this crystal clear. We don't know that Joe Biden is guilty of anything, but he has been accused of it by the authorities in Ukraine. Not some crazy wackadoodle, not some basement dweller, not some some people here in the United States just making things up. By their actual federal government, they have accused him of crimes in two cases. This is imperative that you understand. Again, if you can't argue or discuss, Discuss or the basic foundational facts of a story you're really not going to go anywhere when you have these discussions with somebody obviously there are a lot of people out there who don't want the hunter biden story to be anything big because they want joe biden to win fair enough. and there are those on the other side who probably are applying a little too much guilt to hunter and joe biden because they want trump to win also fair enough politics again is not a nice nice sport. And it is a sport. So now you've got a business partner of Hunter Biden. We didn't know who it was for over a day, but now we know that it was uh, Bevan Cooney who is in jail. He has corroborated the authenticity of these Hunter Biden emails. Beyond that, John Ratcliffe, the director of national intelligence said Monday that the intelligence community does not have any evidence that the release of emails from Hunter Biden's purported laptop is part of a Russian intelligence operation as Representative Adam Schiff, who has a lot of questionable investments and in relationships himself with Ukraine and other Democrats have suggested. Now, here's the thing. The, the Russian story never did make a lot of sense. Now, that doesn't mean that Russian intelligence wasn't targeting Rudy Giuliani, but it doesn't make any sense that this story is tied to that. And I'll explain why coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I don't think we could have asked for a better story than this Jeffrey Tubin story to start a week off. But we'll get to that here in just a little bit. If if you're not familiar, uh, Jeffrey Tubin is, uh, he's been suspended, but officially he's taking a leave of absence because he did something inappropriate on a Zoom call. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the show. In the meantime, just following up on some of the new stuff that developed over over the, uh, the course of the weekend, the Friday news dump happened after the show, and then I got some stuff over the weekend with Hunter Biden. So some new emails and stuff came out. Uh, the FBI's top child pornographer agent is now investigating the Hunter Biden situation. There has been some allegations that there were some inappropriate contact that content that may have um, may have suggested some underage interaction between Hunter Biden and other people. Remember, Hunter Biden is tied to a prostitution ring that is suspected potentially of engaging in trafficking of women. So that's one of those allegations that are out there. Uh, and and again, some of this stuff is just Hunter Biden, but some of it the business dealings do tie back to Joe Biden. So it's not just a distraction and it, let's attack Hunter in order to go ahead and smear Joe. Uh, yes, there is all of this extra stuff with Hunter Biden, but there is also some pretty troubling and questionable transactions business-wise that affect Joe Biden directly. But we also have to get to this thing here because the Democrats have been running around and saying Rudy Giuliani has been the target of a Russian intelligence operation. And that's what this is. All right. That never did pass the smell test. So let's again, back up for a second. Let's just say the Russian intelligence industry that they wanted to get this Hunter Biden stuff out there for whatever reason. Does it change the fact that the content is real absolutely not whether it's russian intelligence chinese intelligence uh, iranian intelligence or if it was just rudy giuliani it really doesn't matter as long as the information is accurate and the democrats have zero place to be raising a stink about getting intelligence on a candidate from foreign agents and it being admissible because the entire situation with Trump was a Russian intelligence operation. We ended up figuring all of that out. A lot of their, a lot of their stuff is a Russian intelligence operation. All this anti-fracking stuff, Russian intelligence operation. So it, they don't have a leg to stand on when it comes to that stuff. They bought into the fake collusion narrative. That all emanated from Russian as, intelligence agents who went to a British intelligence agent who then emanated all of this, you know, with the dossier and all of that. was funded, of course, by Hillary Clinton. So they don't have a leg to stand on there. But the other thing is this never made a lot of sense because we don't have a mysterious hard drive showing up out of nowhere from the Russians. You know, there is no mysterious two in the morning, you get a doorbell ringing and you go outside and there's an envelope with a hard drive in it. That didn't happen here. Hunter Biden chose a computer repair person. Hunter Biden took his laptop to that facility. Hunter Biden dropped it off. Hunter Biden didn't pick it up. The person who was repairing the computer noticed some suspicious things, gave it to the FBI. This is a whole other component here. Gave it to the FBI, but also made a copy eventually they pass that copy off to Rudy Giuliani okay this is imperative the Russians didn't beam some signal into Hunter Biden's head and tell him to go to that specific computer repair guy that's not what happened here so the Russian angle never really did make sense but they're still pushing it a uh, little bit later on, We're going to talk about how there was a Chinese dissident who actually predicted this laptop leak back in September. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. And uh, coming up next, we're going to tell you what happened with old Jeffrey Tubin, and we'll also talk about Gretchen Whitmer versus voter fraud reform coming up on 95.3 MNC. This is Casey Hendrickson. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw? R&B Car Company are your used car experts. And don't forget, you can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. Well, well, well. Um, I can't. I can't tell you what is trending on Twitter right now but it involves zoom and the D word and it's all because of Jeffrey Tubin now Jeffrey Tubin is a political commentator he does stuff on CNN right um he's with the New Yorker he's also uh w radio I think he does stuff with CNN yeah 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 he does stuff on CNN so Jeffrey Tubin he's he's one of those political commentator guys, right? You'd probably know him if you saw him if you don't recognize the name. Well, The New Yorker has suspended their reporter Jeffrey Tubin. Sources are saying it is because he exposed himself during a Zoom call last week between members of The New Yorker and WNYC Radio. Tubin said in a statement, I made an embarrassingly stupid mistake believing I was off camera. I apologize to my wife, family, friends, and coworkers." Now, for those of you who listen to Coffee with Casey every morning, how many Zoom embarrassing moments have I done on that, that segment? Quite a bit, right? My favorite one is the reporter who got caught cheating on his wife. That was a, that was a good one. His wife is a celebrity, and this woman uh, walks behind him half naked during a live news report, and and it wasn't his wife. <laughs> that was one of my favorite favorite Zoom fails. But this one apparently goes a little bit further. Uh, I believed I was not visible on Zoom. I thought no one on the Zoom call could see me. I thought I had muted the Zoom video. Now it, it, Stephen Crowder has commented. Uh that's not what the mute button is for. <laughs> um I he might he might very well have hit the mute button and thought that that would turn everything off. I don't know. Uh the New Yorker spokesperson Natas, Natalie Raby said, "Jeffrey Tubin has been suspended while we investigate the matter." Tubin's uh, uh Tubin's email has been disabled, and he has not tweeted since October 13th. He did, however, appear on CNN, where he is the network's chief legal analyst, on Saturday. Uh, Jeffrey Tubin was asked, or has asked, for some time off while he deals with a personal issue, which we have granted him. So, CNN, okay? Once again, this is CNN. Now, CNN will jump down Fox's throat anytime there is the slightest controversial story with an employee or if there is an accusation against an employee, CNN will go wall to wall. All of their social media is devoted to it. Almost all of their airtime gets devoted to it. Everything to get Fox. Here's a guy who exposed himself to coworkers. He's been suspended from the New Yorker and CNN's take on this is He's asked for some personal time and we're giving it to him. So am I to deduce from that statement that CNN would not have removed Jeffrey Tubin from their programming lineup if he did not make the request that they would have allowed a guy who exposed himself to coworkers at a newspaper and a radio station unless, of course, he asked for the time off? It's just it's bizarre. But this is how CNN thinks. You know, everybody knows what Tubin did. Everybody knows that Tubin has been suspended. But CNN's take is he's asked for some personal time while he deals with a personal matter and we've granted it. Right. Facts first, ladies and gentlemen. That's CNN's motto. Facts first. Uh, let's see. Doubleday, which published Tubin's latest book, did not respond to emails. Neither did Tubin's literary agent Uh, nor his uh, his actual talent agents (laughs) i'm just again the way that cnn handles this everybody knows the guy did and he's been suspended from his main employer why are you covering for him and pretending that this isn't a big deal i mean he exposed himself Now, there's no shortage of people who do their work at home. Maybe they're in their underwear. They don't have pants on, whatever. This is a thing in television, by the way. In television news, it's a common thing that they have a suit jacket on. They'll have like shorts on, sandals and things like that underneath the desk because why wear the entire thing? It's just a little just on camera. Um, And a lot of people are doing this at home. Of course, a lot of people at home don't have the appropriate desks to do this stuff. But Tubin's explanation also really doesn't make a lot of sense. You're on a video conference call. Why would you do anything that would potentially expose yourself on a video conference call, whether or not you thought you were muted? Why would you take the risk knowing that technology fails and that sometimes there's glitches? Now, we don't know the exact nature of how he exposed himself. Was he just completely naked? Uh, Was he wearing underwear and things were not secured as it were? (laughs) Don't exactly. Was it worse than that? Don't exactly know what happened here. But CNN's response on this is so funny and really is a perfect illustration of who they are as an organization. The guy exposes himself to co-workers. He's suspended by his other employers and CNN is like, oh yeah, we're okay with it. Uh, the only reason he's not on the network is because he's requested some time off to deal with a personal matter. We've granted his request, right? So you're not suspending him at all because he exposed himself to multiple co-workers on a Zoom call. Good for you, CNN. Way to, way to stand up for the Me Too movement there. They've got more coming up, including Gretchen Whitmer versus voter fraud reforms in the state of Michigan. That's next on 953 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 953, Michigan's news channel. Don't forget, we are live streaming right now, DLive.TV slash Casey the host. You want to go ahead and watch the program, interact with other listeners. Let's just say, oh, I don't know. Let's say you're working from home and maybe have a, a Zoom business meeting and you forgot to you know, put on pants or act appropriately around your coworkers and maybe you got suspended because of that. That could be a really stressful day for you. And I would recommend you go to allnaturalcbd.org. Use promo code KC10 and pick up one of the over 80 flavors of CBD e-liquid that is available for you at allnaturalcbd.org. And I would go ahead and use some of that and calm yourself down. Maybe it'll prevent you from diddling yourself in front of coworkers on the video cam in the future. Uh, And if you have any minor aches and pains, not just in your soul from doing something so silly, but maybe minor aches and pains from working out or... I don't know, maybe you pull a hammy or something. Go ahead and get some of the CBD lotion at allnaturalcbd.org. Again, 250, 500, or 1,000 milligrams of full-spectrum CBD. Lavender or unscented are available. They even have three packs. That'll save you some ducats. Go to allnaturalcbd.org, promo code KC10. All right, let's talk about Gretchen Whitmer because Gretchen Whitmer has vetoed a bill that is targeting voter fraud yay what else is new she does like that veto pen of hers doesn't she uh Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer vetoed legislation that would have made it a felony to attempt to apply for multiple absentee ballots or fill out an application for other individuals without their consent Hmm. all right let's take a look at the Associated Press the Democratic governor said voter fraud such as trying to vote more than once already is a crime and the Republican-sponsored legislation would muddy the waters and likely confuse voters about what conduct is criminal. In a letter to lawmakers on Friday, she said that it was impossible to get a second ballot without spoiling the first one and caution that people might submit multiple applications because of memory or error. Uh, the main bill was passed by the GOP-controlled House and Senate on bipartisan 77 to 26 and 32 to six votes with some Democrats opposed. Uh, Any suggestion that the filing of a second absentee application is criminal behavior creates needless confusion and fear mongering around the absentee voting process. She said it is bad for voters and bad for our elections. Is it really now? Now, I would say that, you know, anytime time you, you get to a point where you have the judge that can look at this and go, this was an honest mistake and we're not going to, you know, we're not going to charge you. I think that is appropriate or, you know, not not even the judge. You can get into the uh, the district attorney. Um, but at the same time, if somebody is knowingly doing this, why shouldn't it be a felony? State Representative Ann Bolin. Uh, is it Anne Bolin? It's not Anne Boleyn, is it? Like the Anne Boleyn, like the famous Anne Boleyn, but I, I choose to believe that is it's Anne Bolin. but I apologize if I mispronounced that. So she's a Republican who sponsored the legislation, criticized Whitmer over the veto, arguing both bills were designed to deter fraud while enhancing confidence as voters battle noise regarding mail-in voting. And I don't think that there is any doubt that there has been some confusion about mail-in voting at this time. Uh, we already have, you know what is it, over a million ballots, I think, uh, in the primaries that have already been kind of, uh, well, I, I should say it's it's like 800,000, but they're they're estimating that it's at least going to be a million ballots that are invalidated in the general election. If we look at the statistics from the primaries, the assumption is probably going to be a lot higher than a million ballots. Now those are people who perhaps those ballots are fraudulent and they won't get counted. and that's good. Perhaps they're just people who didn't fill them out right or the signature was off just slightly and they're now voter disenfranchised. That's the big one on the left, right? Disenfranchising voters. Well, we're talking about at least a million ballots not being counted because of the way the system is now. This legislation would have created a felony penalty for someone who fills out an application for another person in an attempt to commit fraud. That's not voter intimidation, it's voter protection, she said. She's got a point there. Now, we're not talking about you trying to fill out your voter registration form for me, Ma. We're talking about you doing it on behalf of somebody else. Maybe they're living, maybe they're dead, maybe they're not related to you, maybe they are related to you, whatever it is. But without their knowledge or their approval, that's fraud. And why, why shouldn't that be felonious? And we've got a lot of felony crimes in this country and too many if you ask me but this one's pretty darn serious and if you're going to show that you can go out there and commit voter fraud you should probably face the potential to lose your right to vote don't you think Uh, they think that they're going to send hundreds of millions of ballots all over the united states and it's going to come out the president has said you won't know the election results for weeks months maybe years after maybe you'll never know the election result and that's what i'm concerned with Uh, that is president trump now there was some some victories here Uh, the court struck down michigan's plan to go ahead and allow like uh, this two-week counting period and all of that so there is that that's a that's a good thing so as time goes on we're starting to see the courts are starting to for the most part, come down in favor of some sane, logical sense of what should be happening with the elections. But at the same time, you still got others that are, are going to allow this kind of, of shenanigans out there. You know, if you're going to go out there and you're going to be in a position where you're voting, uh, and the election happens, and you're not going to stop counting ballots, you know, for two weeks afterwards, because they're talking about postmarks. There's some places where The ballots do not have to be postmarked by the election time. The courts have struck that down in some places. uh, But, you know, so the latest one is the two week window to count. So this is the Michigan Appeals Court. Um, But in some places, you know, you're looking at um, a requirement to have it postmarked, but then you're going to count it later. So it has to be postmarked by Election Day. But in other places, it doesn't have to be postmarked by Election Day. So you're going to start getting ballots that are mailed after the election is even over. That's ridiculous. Obviously that shouldn't count. Michigan appeals court last week on Friday struck down a two week extension ordered to tally votes after the election, ruling all mail-in ballots in the battleground state must arrive by November 3rd to count. This is a huge blow to Democrats, huge blow. Excuse me. They were trying to make sure that this again got extended out for two weeks past the election. So they would continue to take ballots two weeks after the election, But that is no longer going to happen. Well, depending on what further appeals and things like that are happening here. But this is the Michigan appeals court on Friday. Uh, The decision in a case brought by a group known as the Michigan Alliance for Retired Americans was a victory for President Trump. Uh, It's not just a victory for President Trump, though. And John Solomon from JustTheNews.com wrote this, and he's a great journalist. But it's not just a victory for Trump. That's a victory for voter, voter integrity. You know, if you're going to mail your ballot, you had better mail your ballot and get it in there.